Well, welcome back. Episode number 12 of Three Part Par. My name's Mike Caridi. I am your host. Uh, I'm a very tired host. It's been a very big week for myself and probably many, many of you uh, watching the Ryder Cup this week. It's been... um, I was a little bit excited to start with because I thought oh, it's a great, it's not a bad time zone for us, you know. Afternoon, this golf will kick off, which is pretty good, better than normal, and then uh, ease into the evening, bit of prime time golf. Yeah, but when they started the singles yesterday at um, eight thirty, I, I definitely had a very very late night, which was not ideal for Monday at work today. But we will get to that this week. We have a returning guest. Previously, we've had Will K as a, a returning guest, and conveniently, the returning guest again is Will K. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, how are you going? I'm excited to be back again, obviously. Yeah, three time, one time, three time. Um, mm. Yeah, it made it much easier. And it's uh, and one of the reasons why you're back, outside of that you're knowledgeable, um, obviously, about golf and giving us good updates on um, Seven Mile and everything else, but getting good feedback about you, which is good, you know, not about Absolutely. me, mainly about you, just about other people. I don't get that every day, so yeah, I'm happy to cop that. I'll, I'll be back another time, anytime. Not not around the household. The wife's not saying, you know, good job, well done. Uh, depends. It really depends on the day, but you know, I'll try to um, get her to listen to the podcast and see if there's there's other fans out there. Oh, that's it. Get constructive feedback from her. I mean, I <laughs> I, I, I um I ask my wife to listen to it, and she does every now and then, but she certainly doesn't a lot. But I do have some mates that listen to it who don't even follow golf, like a mate of mine, Jono. So, mm-hmm. Jono, if you, uh, Jono, I know you're listening. Uh, thanks for listening. I know you know nothing about golf because you will text me after a podcast and ask, you know, what's live or what, what's this mean? I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> where do we start? So, it is good. It is very, very good. So, welcome back, mate. Welcome back. It's really good to have you. Mm, thank you. Looking forward to it. Did you uh, watch a lot of Ryder Cup this week? Yes, I did. I yeah. uh, I did, and I've got the bags on my eyes to prove it. Uh, yes. it was it was a big sort of Friday night. I sort of committed to Friday night, and so yep, now I'll have a real crack at this. And it was perfect time to sort of, as you say, it was prime time golf. It started at three yeah. thirty, and I thought, oh, this is going to be good. We'll be done and out of here by you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, something yeah. like that. And it just kept on rolling and rolling. Yeah. It was good two thirty before I got uh, got into bed, but. Um, so I didn't quite get through the the full journey on Saturday night, but I I just couldn't turn it off last night at Sunday night, and so it uh, got all the way through to the thirty three a.m. whatever the uh, the finish was yep. then as well, and it was uh, they just they just had a tiny pulse for about yeah. the last two hours of it, where if you know, one or two shots had gone the other way, one or two putts had gone in or missed either way, and it could have almost got back to. No, back to back weeks of fourteen all in oh, uh, coming coming out of the Solheim Cup where that was fourteen all and it would have been just a an epic uh, about face I'm sure for a lot of the American fans the week before that thought that a a draw should never occur and people shouldn't be able to just retain the cup and uh, all of a sudden this week it would have been in their favour so they would have loved the uh, yeah. the fourteen all to uh, keep the cup but the no it was uh, a lot of fun to watch yeah I agree I think um. I was actually messaging Scotty Carter of my love of golf fame, and and uh-huh. he, um, I sent him a message. I can't remember what it was. Maybe ten thirty last night, and I said, "This is getting shaky. Like uh-huh. the the US are starting to get on top of a couple of games here, and I know they only need four to win, but they're only up in three, and maybe uh-huh. three, and only really two properly. One of them was really still in the balance, um, and then Ram halved his match, and that kind of looked like it was going to be helpful." Um, and some of the, a couple of the other games got away. But, yeah, it certainly tightened up there for at least half an hour, an hour, where you thought, ooh, this isn't impossible anymore. Mm. This morning it felt like it was impossible, but maybe not anymore. 
Mm. Mm. No, absolutely. It, it, the final scoreline didn't uh, didn't transmit how close it really was at the end. So it was uh, no good fun to watch, and and I really enjoyed the course too. It mm. was much maligned on the way in, but there were so yeah. many little half par holes where. You know, they were drivable fours and short enough fives to, you know, yeah. encourage the the match players to go for it, and just so many chip ins and long putts and yeah. things. It was it was exciting. It was, and I think that that is key, isn't it, to a course when you're playing match play, is risk reward. Like you need yeah. holes. Like if they had a stock standard hard course set up course, it 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 you, it makes it much more penalising to go for it. Whereas uh-huh. if you can go for it and there's a there's a, there's a risk of, of of making a bogey or a double bogey, cool. But if there's a, a reward of getting a, an eagle, then right, I mm. can do this. Like that drive a couple of drivable par fours, mm. perfect, perfect for this sort of golf. Oh, I, I would have sat at that 16th hole all day if I was yeah. a fan and the singles and just seen them roll through there where they're driving straight down the hill over water and that was that was exciting. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, well. Before we go too deep into Ryder Cup, we're not going to do lucky sevens because you've done it twice. So that that it'll be lucky twenty ones by the end of it. <laughs> it's not really quite working. Um, we had a bit of a chat before we kicked off, and you talked a bit about having a hit of golf. You had a hit of golf this week, was it? Weekend? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yesterday as well on Sunday morning. So I was um, sort of a pre. Uh, strange. I thought I was waking up really early and I was going to be there in good time, and then I worked out that it was daylight savings and. Uh, yep. Made, made the tea time just in time, but it was uh, windy as anything at Tasmania Golf Club. So it was, uh, I wasn't expecting big things, but had a had a decent score, which was nice. Had thirty eight points for nice uh, for a good one in the breeze. But uh, but as I was saying before, we kicked off the uh, probably the most exciting thing for me was seeing a couple of mates I had from college who have been bitten very hard by the golf bug. and uh, and they were rolling through the pro shop as we were starting. They were going through nine holes and really just on cloud nine that they just had their best nine holes that they'd had yet at 53 and they were just uh, flying through. They just had a lesson this week and they were trying out these things and it was working and it was just, it's really, I'm finding it very exciting living the the start to their golf addiction through yeah. their eyes. Yeah. And it's uh, it's just a lot of fun to see them uh, just thinking about it and just said, all I can think about is golf. And it's uh, it's something that I can uh, certainly relate to. Oh, so absolutely. It, it was really fun to watch that happen. Now, the people that are listening at home, I know what they're thinking right now. they got two questions. One, how many birdies did you have? None. None. So two. I had no I had no. No, no birdies and one eagle. What, well, that's all right. That's, eagle's still worse. <laughs> Second question I'm going to ask is, did you change your putter, your putter again or your putting? Just, yes, how, so, how, has, how have things it, been since you made that change? Yeah, good, good. Okay. It's been, um, and it's been as as is golf. Once you've uh, got enough sort of muscle memory that you don't feel like you could possibly change the uh, the change that Scott Laycock gave me was to just move one inch further away from the ball, and it uh, it just meant that I'd had a bit more flow with my putting instead okay. of just sort of it was getting a bit close to my toes and my elbows were getting a bit bit close in and all that sort of stuff, and it just felt like a much more natural stroke, and it's. And so no other changes, just moving it one inch further away. And it's uh, it's in a way embarrassing how <laughs> much difference a uh, just a tiny change like that can make. And so, oh, why didn't I think of that? But yeah. uh, that's why they uh, why the pros are good at what they do. And That's it. It's that other set of eyes that you just – mm. with your golf swing, 
what you feel you're doing and what it looks like versus someone putting you on tape and telling you, look at that. It's just another world. It's an absolutely mm. another world. And like you said, someone like Scotty Laycock, who's, you know, super professional, can see mm. something so simple to him that you just would never come up with by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if I talked about it last week, but yeah, obviously I, I've been away. Uh, I know, so I did talk about being away, but yeah, I was in um, I was in Miami for a week and got um, because I'm a mad golfer, I got three games in uh, in the time I was in Miami. Twice I played at the hotel, which was the Turnberry Turnberry Isle Country Club, um, beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful resort um, north of mm-hmm. Miami. The golf course was okay. Only there's two courses there. I played the one, the better of the two. I played that twice. I went out one day. Um, a shout out to my caddy, uh, to Simi, um, Sim, Sim, Simone from work. She uh, she decided to caddy for me. Her idea of caddying, just to <laughs> just to be clear, was to sit in the cart, um, not hand me any clubs, not rake a bunker, um, and pretty much just <laughs> tell me I wasn't taking it serious enough. So she had the mental game part down, but other than that, yeah. she she wasn't really helpful to me. But she did she did tell me to start taking things seriously and putt the ball out because she was a bit disappointed that I wasn't you know hitting cups. Feedback's um, a gift. And that's exactly right. No, it was, it was a really, really good day. Um, and then, yeah, I played there a different day, but I also played um, Dural. So I played the Blue Monster, oh. um, uh-huh. which which the honest answer without downplaying a, a course, which is obviously a world-class course, it made me realize how super lucky we are to live in Australia for golf mm. because it, it, was, it was a good course. Like there were parts of it that was challenging, um, we didn't play off the tips. We played off the the one ups, but yeah, like it was no different to me than playing a, a Twin Waters or a Sanctuary Cove up in up in Queensland. Like it was just a resort mm. course. Um, yep. You know, I think about Melbourne and being able to go down and play St Andrews Beach or the Dunes for a hundred bucks. I mean, this was way over, way mm-hmm. over a hundred bucks. Is all I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put it down mm-hmm. to. I mean, anyone can look up the tea times. So I'll tell you what it costs. Um, please no hate mail for how mental I am for doing it. Um, <laughs> it was three hundred and fifty US to play. Yeah. Um, but I, I hadn't. I'd gone there on business, so I hadn't reached into my pocket for anything, and I figured, well, I'll treat myself. But yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't go back. Um, it was a great day. Three amazing guys. Uh, two guys from Cuba and a guy from El Salvador. Um, mm-hmm. if anyone saw the video I put up on, on Instagram, it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard is, is these guys commenting my golf swing, which is, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> but it, it was really, really good, um, for that, um, meeting new people is always good on the golf course. Mm-hmm. And I had another game I played with, um, Pulse. Now, I'll say Instagram famous. Oh, he's a celebrity. Like he doesn't think he's an influencer. But oh, absolutely. He, yeah. Pulse mm-hmm. is an influencer. Um, mm-hmm. and we went, he's been bu- absolutely chasing me down to get out to um, Easton. And it just happened that because I hadn't booked anything for the weekend, Friday, public holiday here in Melbourne for the grand final. So I went out and played there, which was which was great. I hadn't seen Easton. Um, lots of kangaroos hopping around. Um, had a bit of fun, bit of music playing. One of the boys had 43 points, um, which was just a it was just a good day. Nice, easy day playing as a fireball. Um, nice. you know, really, really, really good day. But the weather's changed here, so it's it was quite good. So it's it's quite warm here. Is it being warm down there in Tassie? Has it been turning? Uh, yeah, look, it's obviously a relative measure, but yeah, it has been. Um, so I was very much uh, my polo and shorts. I, I did put on the shorts this um, this time around, but uh, yeah, so it was <laughs> it was a toasty day. So it's it's turning. It is turning. Where we, uh, well, I'm sure it's all year round, but um, 
my golf group kicks off this weekend. So Saturday's round one of the mm. GMGA. Um, mm-hmm. Round one is always at Yarra Bend, a local course mm-hmm. in the middle of Melbourne. One, it's because it's in the middle of Melbourne and we don't have to travel too far. And two, it's kind of just one that ease everyone into it. You know, not the most, um, the course is going to tear you apart, but we can have a barbecue and a beer afterwards and, and everyone's mm-hmm. not too far home in an Uber. So that'll be uh, looking forward to that as well, which is, a lot of golf coming up. Melbourne's, Melbourne's mm, you nice. know, weather's getting better. I mean, the next two days is going to pour, but it was 28 degrees today. It was just, just absolutely delightful. It's, it's really, I'm just, you know, getting ready for those, those twilight nine hole games of golf. I can't, cannot wait. Yeah. That's the good stuff. Yeah. Do you, when, when, how often would you be able to get out between sort of now and like, you know, sort of leading into Christmas, would you be able to play sort of on a weekly basis or is it just whenever you can get out? Uh, it's more whenever. I yep. certainly do a Thursday night simulator every week, oh, yeah. which I really, really enjoy with one of my mates. But um, one of the other benefits of where I work, it's quite close to the golf course. And so yep. I've been able to get out before work, which is uh, has been uh, a, a real game changer over the last you know, 12, 18 months, being able to do that. And there's a couple of guys from work that uh, also play. And so we'll, you know, on the way out of door, someone say, oh, what, what about uh, 7 a.m. tomorrow? We'll see you on the tee. And, we roll out of bed straight onto the tee and get nine holes in before work. It's a great recipe for a good day. So that's been great. So I should hopefully be able to uh, sneak a couple of those in before the end of the year. Yeah, I think I, I we work from home three days a week. And um, yeah, I think I could probably easily get nine holes in before work. Um, mm. But yeah, I think I'm more set for the, right, it's five o'clock. 5.30, leaving the office. I'm going to shoot over to Albert Park and meet a mate. We're going to put a couple of views in the bag and mm. um, get in as many holes as we can before dark. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, sort of, right. that sort of sounds like a really good plan for the next few months. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, it's good. Lots of golf. I love everyone's playing golf. It's it's that, it's that weather. It's it's turning everyone up to uh to the golf course, which is good. Um, before we kick off into the Ryder Cup in depth, one other event we did talk about just really quickly was um the Asian Games. Funnily enough, because we're just mm. talking about Sung Jae Im and Siwoo Kim. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. That that's some some real pressure on the line. You talk about the the Ryder Cup and getting a point for your nation and all that sort of stuff. If they miss their part in the Ryder Cup, they they get a bit emotional. Yeah, but uh, they still go go home to their family the next day. With the uh, the guys from South Korea, if they don't uh, make enough putts. They have to go and do two years mandatory military service. <laughs> that's it. That that's pressure. That's pressure. I mean, mm. I think that yeah. I mean, effectively, if they get gold, they get to bypass. And I think a few of them they tried to get the Olympics and didn't didn't get there. Um, but the Asian Games obviously was their last chance, and and they won. Um, I've just pulled up the numbers before while we we're just chatting away. So um, in the individual, the way that it worked was it's combined score. So it was four South Koreans playing. Uh, mm-hmm. Sanjay Im, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna torture these names. Uh, Siwoo Kim, Sanjay Im, Jang. Uh, sorry, Yubin Jang and Masato. No, sorry, Wu Young Cho were the Koreans. Um, they flew home and finished second, fourth, fifth, and sixth in the individual. Oof. But they get the goal for the team. They finished at minus seventy six. They were at minus eighteen in the final round. Next best was minus seven. And they won by <laughs> by a lazy twenty five shots. Um, just, they got the goal got by twenty five. They just stuck in. Um, okay. So good luck to them. Yeah, like you said, that mm. now they're they're uh, exempt from military service, which will be great. And they've you know obviously both boys are pretty comfortable now to be able to just focus on 
playing on the PJ tour and getting involved rather than having to think about, oh, I've got to go and do two years of military service at some point, like a few few of their predecessors have before. Mm, absolutely. No, that's it's very well done to be able to get through all that. So good on them. Agree. Um, so off to the important piece, before we get into next week's event, I think everyone watched the Ryder Cup as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was an amazing event. I don't think anyone expected Europe to, to win as they did. They won 16.5 to 11.5. Um, there were there was probably a few main stories out of it. So mm-hmm. the first one we'll talk about is is Europe in general. So mm-hmm. were you on a scale of one to ten? How how sort of blown away were you by the performance of the European team? It, it was very impressive. Like the the first day and the first hole of the first day, where Victor chipped in from a fairly difficult yeah. spot over in the corner of the green and it's just gone straight in the hole. You thought that, oh, they might be on here. This this might be exactly what they've been looking for. And, and sure enough, the, the chips and the putts and everything just kept on falling their way. Yeah. And and it just they just got out to such a lead that it was just never going to be – it was probably as pressurised as it possibly could have been in yeah. on the last day, but it still was always pretty comfortable. But it yeah. was very impressive. No, I agree. I think a guy that we've talked about for a long time as having a, a the the short game is the weakest part of his game. Yeah, mm. when he starts hooping him, you you know, oh, hang on, this could be this could be really bad for us. This guy's yeah, you know, catching lightning in a bottle this week, mm-hmm. and he and he did absolutely. He was, he was exceptional. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I'm a bit like you. I thought that first day really set it up. That was the one where it was like, mm-hmm. right, you know, we've yep. we've come to play. Um, mm-hmm. and the the US didn't, and yeah, mm-hmm. they got that far enough lead that it was always going to be a, a tough week. I mean, like we said, it did look get tightened up on the final day, but it was always going to be a long way back. Yeah, yeah, it was the impossible dream where sort of the end of the rainbow for the Americans, where they just couldn't quite catch it on the last day, yeah. and it was uh, it just kept on going. So did uh, you good. did you hear the reports of the US guys being crook? Or you know, the, yes. there was there was rumours around that they might have had COVID or other bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Did did you feel like that was something that was plausible, or um, did uh, you feel like oh they just playing bad? Combination, yeah, I'd say like that. They certainly looked tired and drawn, but generally, yeah. if you've just been smashed for the first two days, that's how you would look. Yeah, so it's probably a. I imagine getting beaten does make any illness feel a little bit more confronting than it otherwise would. Yeah. But also resting Ricky for a full day on Saturday and supposedly he requested to go out second last or last to give himself the maximum rest time. That yeah. that does give a bit more uh, weight to the to the rumours. So there yeah. probably was something in it. I think I think Ricky was definitely crook. Um, mm. The other guy is not sure whether they're a little bit, but. Yeah, for him to, I mean, the 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 dinner the the night of the dinner before the event started, he didn't have dinner, so he he was exempt. He mm. basically said, I, "I can't get there." Um, and so for him to miss dinner was yeah. the first sign that he wasn't right. And then obviously said, like like you said, he didn't play um those other events uh, the the other day. Mm. So you, mm. you knew if you're sending him out, there's something not going on that that's quite right. But the first question you then ask is, why is he playing day one in the morning? Like why is he, it, if he's so yeah. crook? Why have you got him out? You know, with Morikawa on day one, like just mm. rest him for day one. It sounds like a fairly aggressive following of the the data guys yep. who 
Um, they obviously said that this this pairing is uh, how you should how you should roll out for the uh, morning, yeah. and off you go. And I don't yeah. think they were willing to move from that plan, and it certainly showed that it probably you've got to put in a couple of extra variables every now and then to to really get what you need to out of your players. Yeah, I think um, I think they were probably a little bit lucky that they copped Lowry and Straka because mm-hmm. they were two guys that that weren't. You know, they weren't bad this week. They weren't good. They were just middle of the road. And uh-huh. if they'd run into, you know, Victor and Aberg, Oberg or Ram uh-huh. Hatton, it would have been, uh-huh. could have been, could have been ugly, real ugly. Well, yes. like we saw, could have been real ugly, like we saw on, uh, was it Saturday? Yes. Yep. Saturday, Saturday morning. Oh, were you watching That's, any of that? Oh, I, I saw a couple of bits. Of, I saw the, um, the score highlights come up and just uh, people talking about, yeah, and the the best one was the the video of when Justin Thomas obviously got to- told the score, <laughs> yes. and it just you could see the shock in his face. And nine and seven, yeah, and just, just as though it's and it just is an an unfathomable score. I, I feel like if 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 I went out and played like I, I might make it a par in the first you know four or five holes, yeah, just to you know keep it to you know eight and seven or something like that. It's um. It's just unfathomable for a five-time major winner and the number one in the world to just get absolutely pants like that. It was yeah. something something else. Well, yeah, exactly right. So Scheffler and Kepka went. So they so uh, Hovland and Oberg won nine of their first eleven holes, and hence they won nine and seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Scheffler and Kepka went double bogey, double par birdie, but they were matched with a birdie par. Birdie, uh, sorry, par match with the par, a bogey, par bogey bogey, and oh, that's rubbish. Like, yeah, the best one of the best ball striker on planet Earth in Scheffler, and mm. Brooks who gets up for everything, like just mm-hmm. an absolute mm-hmm. beast for this sort of stuff. Yeah, I couldn't yes. believe it. I mean, that was that was for for people overseas. I, I, that was Grand Final day. I'm pretty sure. So the the footy mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. The footy was just finishing, so if anyone ever sees that's our Super Bowl here. So, you know, right towards the end of the game, this is kicking off and I'm and I'm watching the scores tick over and shaking my head. I, I couldn't believe it. Mm. Yeah, that's just unusual. Um the other two main stories, the first one, um, old Paddy Ice can't lay and he's hat. Yeah. What what so the, for, for I mean I know everyone probably heard this story a thousand times this week. So the the story goes that, and reports go that effectively he believes that the US players should be paid or the all players should be paid to compete. And his uh-huh. way of you know saying I I'm not doing this I'm not going to wear a hat is my way of showing you that you know I'm not happy about it. Um, there are other reports other side of the coin um, saying no no he just didn't have a hat fit, which I'm not really buying that. I mean it's yeah. It's a Ryder Cup. They would have made it work. They would have found something. And I saw him walking around in a hat post-round, mm. different hat. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, I found it a bit weird. Thoughts on it? Which one? Yeah. Which 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 way would you lean of those two stories? Uh, I, I think the hat was sort of a convenient prop for the story. And I don't think there's any question that he had said, and he'd said it numerous times, that he thinks they should get paid for being in the Ryder Cup. And it it just seems it's it's not an uh, not a uh, one that would pass the pub test as a lot of people would say these yeah. guys that would be worth a worst case twenty million bucks 
that they should get paid for this, and they do get two hundred grand that goes to their charity of choice and all of those yeah. sort of things. But to like playing in the Ryder Cup, first of all, yeah. it increases their brand exponentially. They would have some fairly generous benefits from their manufacturers if they are any good at creating contracts, which yeah. I'm sure Paddy would have all of his contracts I's dotted and T's crossed and all those yep. things. And so it just is quite ridiculous, really. That's that's really wanting your cake and eating it too on Not, a uh, five-star yacht. A hundred percent. Now, Paddy, the next time this happens, can I give you a tip on what he should have said? Um, and he can't say this now because this 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 only works once. Um, so Patrick can't like he's getting married today, the day after the mm-hmm. Ryder Cup finishes. Mm-hmm. All he had to say was, "My wife said you're not wearing a hat because I don't want tan lines for our photos in the wedding." That's all he had to say. He says <laughs> yes. that. No one asks another question. They would have yeah. said, "Oh, that's lovely. You're whipped." Romance, um, and that's it. It would have gone away. Um, yeah. But yeah, he well, didn't even come up with a good enough story. No, and that ship has sailed for all of them as well. That that's the more confronting thing about not wearing a hat is the the big tan lines that they all have the oh little God, yeah. half half moon that sort of goes yes. across their head. It's uh, quite ridiculous. But ah, oh, Stuart anyway. Sink and I have the same haircut, and there's yes. a reason why I bought a uh, Seven Mile Beach bucket hat uh, XL Rachel's. because one, it fits my massive noggin, and two. I I just sweat profusely where I wear a hat in summertime, so I can take it on and off, mm-hmm. make sure my tan evens out, but then I can grab <laughs> it and chuck it in the washing machine. Done, clean, yep. easy, ready to rumble. Um, yep. Great yeah. choice. Agree. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I thought you'd like that choice. <laughs> um, the other story that sort of followed on a bit from that, because obviously, um, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying I love, I really do like Justin Thomas, but the mm-hmm. fake. Tip of the hat stuff when he wasn't wearing a hat. Mm. It was ridiculous. Mm. Like he was carrying on like yeah. a pork chop. It was just so stupid. He looked stupid doing it. It just wasn't even funny. It wasn't witty. It was nothing. Um, it it might have been once. I know. But, one. but when he keeps keeps rolling it out and rolling it out, it, agree. It, it just did. It didn't work. It no. was uh, real diminishing returns really it, quickly. It looks stupid. Just, yep. Yep, which, um, and I can like when you're in those sort of team events, someone who's willing to look stupid to you know stay up for the team or whatever it is is in one way defensible. Yeah, and so I'll, that's if he was doing that, it's some um, regular PGA Tour event. He's being an an indefensible twat, and in this instance, he's being a slightly defensible one. So he gets a one out of ten. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think he. Yeah, he and the guys carrying on a little bit. Cool. Now, for, again, everyone's seen this, I'm sure. Um, but obviously, uh, Cantlay made a good putt. Uh, Joe LaCarva, who's Tiger's normal caddy, caddying for, for Cantlay this week and has been for the last few weeks, um, was tipping the cap, taking his hat off and, and getting into Rory's space where he shouldn't have been. That's black and white. Um, and probably carried on 10 seconds too long. Um, got into a little bit of a shouting match on the green with Rory, which everyone saw the footage of, and then everyone saw the car afterwards, right? So Rory getting into the car and then it getting a bit fire again. Um, I'll ask you first, what were your thoughts on the whole Joe LaCarva piece and, and and his interaction with the players and being on the green? Hated it. Yeah. Just just seeing like him walk in, in the line of the player, and that's not defensible as a player or a caddy. Mm. Um before the putt has been had, 
Like it's just by all means after the after the part, getting his grill, do whatever you have to do, celebrating that way. Yeah. And and by all means celebrate, but but celebrate while allowing the player to prepare the way that they should be allowed to prepare before the biggest part of their tournament to date. Yeah, exactly. And I so to agree more. do that, oh, that just the the over overshot that came out a little bit later was just absolutely damning. And mm. I I don't think there's and everyone's saying, oh, there, there must be something else to it. And so, I, I don't really care. Yeah. There's, there's nothing that can really, and he's been in enough big moments with, as you say, with Tiger's caddy and Freddie Couples' caddy in the past and things like that as yeah. well. He's He's been in emotional situations and he should know better than that. I agree. He, he's, he's not a rookie caddy. Rookie mm. caddies don't get to that position. He knows mm-hmm. what you've been around golf long enough. You know where to stand on a green. There's mm-hmm. a reason why Cantlay's not standing anywhere near where Joe LeCarp is standing. And that's because mm-hmm. he knows I've done what I need to do. Now I back away into the corner and Rory goes mm-hmm. and does what he's. He was standing yeah. in a really uncomfortable spot. And even when Rory was lining up his putt and you could see him in shot, Rory could clearly would have been able to see him in his peripheral vision. I'm shocked Rory didn't back off and say can you move mm. the only reason i can think of is that he thought no no that'll make a bigger deal than what it needs to mm. be um yeah. but just just so weird yeah Story. talking at rory while he's lining up the part yeah is no good no don't he shouldn't be part of the story he should he, he just should be mm-hmm. in the background um mm-hmm. story this morning that um joe lacava said he's reached out to rory sent a text message over saying you know there's nothing but love for you guys you know nothing in it um and he also said supposedly report to the reporters that they they'd spoken. Um, Rory's come out and said no, we have not spoken, and said that twice. Mm. So they definitely mm-hmm. haven't spoken. Um, mm. They have spoken on text, um, and Rory basically, again, not you know roughly said. I'm just going to say without quoting him specifically, it was something along the lines of, "Look, time heals all wounds, and I'm not happy about it, and I'm still not happy about it, and you know we'll just move on. It'll all be fine down the mm. track." So mm-hmm. look, I think it, I think it'll all go away. Mm-hmm. So you just think, God, a guy, a guy like you said that's caddied for um, so many top line players, including the the greatest ever, knows mm-hmm. better than that. Just knows better. Yep, no doubt. Um, we're not. We're going to run through the players. We're not going to run through um, all their stats and everything else. Um, we'll go from top to bottom. We're not going to spe- specify US first or Europe first, but I'll run through them. A couple of thoughts on how they went this week. I'm going to start mm-hmm. at the bottom. Um, so first one's Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler obviously had a, only two two um two matches, lost both. Um, crook all week, as we've already said. Anything else on on Ricky? You'd sort of say no, no. I think uh, if there's if he's in the same position next time around, I don't think he'll get the uh, the captain's pick. Yeah, but he was he's obviously a good team player and all of that sort of thing. But he he didn't get up to the level that he needed to this time around. No, I agree. Um, Nikolai Hoygaard, one of the rookies, uh, three matches, two losses and one draw. Um, started like a freight train. His mm. first first tee ball was, you know, under a, an mm. immense amount of pressure was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I thought, okay, he went for a big week here, but, yeah, only went out three times. Um, you know, a good baptism of fire, but, yeah, didn't exactly there – there, there'll be no stories told about him. No, no, the he was crucified on the telecast. I don't think I saw him make a putt at all. <laughs> yeah, and so very hard to give him a, a score higher than a two out of ten. 
And from all reports, if you were in the United States of America watching, you didn't see anyone make it up. The coverage was horrendous from all the nailing up guys, uh, especially TC um, tweeting. But we were a bit lucky Mm -hmm. here in Australia with the majority of no ads the whole way through, which was good. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan Spieth. So four starts, two losses, two ties. Probably a guy that, um, yeah, I I was a bit surprised to see well playing the the last day Um, and he got his Mm -hmm. half, but... Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he he just didn't play well. No, no, he he gets a uh, a pat on the back for birdieing the last hole when he was in an absolute tunnel of humanity down the uh, the final hole. That was an incredible scene that he was able to, uh, you know, focus his way through. But yeah. uh, but apart from that, not not the tournament that he would have liked. He was everywhere off yeah. the tee. Yeah, I agree. Xander pretty similar. I won't go too much into Xander. I mean, he was he was putrid. Um, he lost uh-huh. two two first two days. He lost two holes on the seventeenth hole by missing a putt that he should have made, and uh-huh. cost his team a two and two and one win. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, just not good enough for a guy that I expected to play pretty well this week. To be honest, yeah, agreed. Um, I'm going to bundle a couple up just so that we can get through them. Matty Fitz and Sepp Strzok are probably pretty similar. I think I think they both had uh, they both had a win. They both had two losses. Um, Matty Fitz on that first one, first win that he had when he came out uh, Friday afternoon was absolutely mm. for a guy that refuses to take the flag out. He makes a lot of putts. He really it's confronting when he when he's on that sort of a heater. Yeah, where he was six under through five holes at one stage. It, it's just he looks at a putt and it goes in the hole. It yeah, was just unbelievable. He didn't quite have the magnets in the hole on the final day but it was um but yeah he did pretty darn well with the rest of them yeah agree um i'll bundle morikawa and burns together i think morikawa i felt like he played okay was just grinding but didn't do anything special and sam burns i felt like he battled um and i didn't rate the usa um shaved into the side of his flow on the side of his head looked a bit yeah just grow up um, you've got to play really well to justify oh, that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, you do. And and if you've done that, and then you lay an egg on the first day, that's um, you feel pretty darn silly, and you haven't grown out the the bottom half of it enough. So no. it's it's trouble. I agree. Um, Scotty Scheffler is is there has there ever been a player so good in every single stat except for putting? I, I don't think so. It's oh, it's it's, it's concerning. It is painful. It's concerning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the boys in one of our WhatsApp groups said, "How is this bloke world number one?" Exactly. And I said, "Well, he's finished not in the last. I think it, I looked up the numbers <laughs> in, the, in the last twelve mm-hmm. months. He's had twenty five starts and he's finished mm-hmm. top ten in nineteen of them. That's why he's number one because he's easily the best yeah. player on planet Earth. If he'd putted okay, he would have challenged Tiger for one of the best seasons of all time." This year. Mm. He would have won give, give him eight times. Give him give him Matty Fitz putter and oh, God. He, he would have won eighteen majors. It would be ridiculous. Mm. Um I really hope he gets it back, but I, I mm. think now it's getting ugly. Like it, mm. when when something's you know, this stuff starts to fester. Um yep. and I'm a bit concerned about Scotty because the other stuff won't stay at that level forever. You know, you mm-hmm. need to make the mm-hmm. most of it now. And if the if the putter yep. gets fixed and the other stuff goes away, well, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be really flat. Yep, agreed. Wyndham Clark came into the week saying 
he's as good as Rory or better and wants to beat him. Um, There's one way to go about it. I mean, Wyndham Clark finished one win, one loss, one draw, and Rory had four wins and one loss. So I think we know who won that one. But yeah, other than that, I don't don't think we got too much out of Wyndham this week. Nothing. uh, I'd be surprised to see him add to his major tally. It was yeah. uh, it was fairly confidence destroying, I would say. It's, yeah. yeah, I think he'll be. Um, he's had his Ryder Cup. Well done. Shane was probably the the European version. He was just up and down all week. Um, exactly the same results: one win, one loss, one draw, or one tie. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bit of an an average week. Nothing spectacular. Probably was best on ground last night on the booze, but that's about it. Yeah, and I think. Best on ground, running around the course when he wasn't playing yeah. himself. Yeah, where you saw in a couple of the shots where the other players knocked in a decent putt, there was this mad person in full kit running behind, <laughs> high fiving all of the crowd, and it was Shane every time. I and think it was. Was there a video? It was like Hovland made a putt, and then there's in the background there's like he's almost mm-hmm. doing cartwheels. <laughs> yes, there. correct. And he even put it up himself on Twitter and said, "I carried, <laughs> I carried on more than Victor," and he did. Yeah. Yep. But that's what and, you want. Oh, absolutely. And if you can have somebody, as I was saying before, somebody who's willing to you know, put themselves out there as a bit of a an idiot uh, yeah. for the team, you'd and you could have either JT or Lowry, Yeah, uh, I'd be really concerned if somebody told me that they would prefer to have JT. Yeah, well, JT is probably the next on the list. So he's had one win, two losses, one half. Um it was just look. Everyone knows I'm very data driven with this stuff. He came in with a really, really, really weak putter, and his putter was weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lost nearly six strokes putting this week, which is the worst in the field by a long way. Um, Morikawa yeah. second worst, three point four. So uh, and Bobby Mack three point four. So that's a that's a really really bad week with the putter. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rest of his game's probably coming together. Maybe he gets mm-hmm. back on some grass that he likes, or maybe finds a bit of form like he did it. Um, in Napa, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He 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 and Brooks pretty similar weeks. Just you know, yeah. they, had, they had a good round when they needed to, but other than that, late. But other than that, mm-hmm. it was already over by that point. Yeah, I'd say JT has absolutely used his credit. So yeah, he, I agree. You're and right. He he don't he don't the credit to get there, and I I think it's I completely understand them taking him, but I if he's <laughs> there's no way that they're taking him as a captain's pick. I don't think next time. No. They've, he'll have to earn his way back on there. Brooks, okay. I think, it still stands up in the majors, and he's he's got that intimidation factor where he just he gets up for these sort of things, and he just suffers no fools, I don't think. And so, I'd he'll still be in the conversation, I think, if a captain's pick comes up. But yeah, yeah I think JT's done. I agree. Um, the Jacqueline Nicholas Award winner Justin Rose probably um a guy that I didn't expect to play well at all. I mean, he only had one win, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, he just was, he really, like the game he played, was it Sheffield that he played against in the singles? Uh, uh, no, no, Cantlay. Cantlay. It was no. like, you wouldn't pick him to get anywhere near him, but they were really no. toing and froing the whole game. Like he, he didn't let him get away. Like he did everything he had to do. Like you, you couldn't, you couldn't argue with that. I'm not sure anybody else would have got as close. He, yeah. he really just, he got a couple of really key putts at the right time, and he ran sixteen and all those sort of one. It was it. very impressive. I mean, R- Rory was uh, playing pretty well. And it would have been 
that's why I wish they did the uh, the selection of the um, the matches and they did yeah. it for TV and they had a Rory Candlay Sunday. That would have been epic. But um, yep. short, of, short of Rory, I, I feel like Candlay would have beaten Rahm, would have beaten Hatton, would have beaten Matty Fitz. I, I think Justin Rose did as, at least as well or better than anybody else could have. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, obviously, we just spoke about Cantlay. Couldn't agree more about Cantlay as well. He had a had a week where he played the villain, did it well. Two wins, two losses. Um, yep. yep. So, same as Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon was probably a sneaky two-win two, two win player this week out of mm. four games. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't hit it out of sight on a dark night, but did everything he needed yeah. to do. Played the perfect sort of team man. And again, yep. he's probably, he wins the Open Championship, he gets into this, but you can't see him playing again unless something drastically changes, I guess. God, he'd be annoying to play match play against, though. Yeah, because he, he keeps could, it in he the just, Yeah, and he keeps draining every 10 for he looks Yeah, at. I know. That was disgusting and, watching that. Oh, it'd be so painful. So I would, if I could have a four-ball partner, I'd love to have him as yes. a four-ball partner. I love just, that idea. He'd, uh, yeah, I'd I'd be willing to have him on my team. I agree. He'd, he'd make the Tasmania Golf Club uh, pennant squad. <laughs> Um, this bloke probably would as well. And I'm I'm gonna just pronounce his name the way that I'm gonna pronounce it. So no letters, please. Uh Ludwig Oberg. So we've all been saying Aberg, but it is o- Oberg or something like that, but we'll call it Oberg. Um God, he was really good. For a bloke who's mm. again six months ago was playing in college. Um insane. Just to be here, get two wins, two losses, um, mm-hmm. played great golf. He really did. Mm. Oh, absolutely. He'll he'll be in the team for a long time. It's, um, it was absolutely um, the right thing to take him. Agree. And look, I think the buzzsaw of Brooks on the final day was always going to catch him. I, I think I yep. wrote it in the, in the tips that I can't see mm-hmm. Brooks getting done here. He's going to really take the bit here and, and run away. And mm-hmm. he played mm-hmm. quite well. I think I think if Ludwig had played anyone else, he would have been a real chance to go uh, three wins, one loss for the week, which would have been exceptional. Mm. I really wanted before the uh, Ryder Cup came on for singles to be... Uh, Ludwig versus JT, just yep. the, the two controversial captains' picks. Yeah, to, yeah, uh, yeah. Go go head to head in a, a key position would have been. I would have loved to see that come down to the wire. I would definitely have backed uh, Oberg in that one. I wouldn't have taken mm. JT mm-hmm. for sure, just mm-hmm. purely, purely on putting. Um, yeah, that's absolutely, it's going to be one. Uh, Bobby Mack, uh, last week Stu Kerr's favourite, uh, Bobby. Um, two wins again, two wins and a half in three starts. Like, you can't mm. ask for anything else for a guy no. that came in really battling. And again, um, his numbers are horrendous, right? From a data point of view, <laughs> uh, of the people that that uh, it, it's hard to do strokes gain because of the way the tournament sets up. Um, so total strokes gain, Jordan Spieth lost 6.8 uh, or 6.79, Wyndham Clark 6.92. And uh, Bobby Mack lost six point five, right? So literally the third worst player in data this week didn't lose a game. Yep. Ridiculous. Just did uh-huh. everything when he needed to do it, and had blokes that did you know probably gifted him a couple of couple of holes here and there. Um, yeah, he'd be really really happy with his week. Oh, absolutely. There were people that were embarrassed about him talking about he was going to be hidden from view and maybe just play yeah. the one game on Sunday. Mm. Unbelievable performance, given that. Absolutely. And he would have been nervous. He would have heard all of that uh, feedback and been nervous as anybody on the first tee, and he did what he had to do. Mm. I didn't have him having a big week at all. 
purely on his numbers. Um, and yeah, like you look at the singles, uh, final match versus Wyndham Clark. I think I wrote in the in the write up like toss a coin, who cares? By the time it gets to the final match, no one's gonna no one's gonna be watching. Um, mm. but he still won when he did what he had mm. to do. You, you can't, can't can't be upset about that. Uh-huh. Pointy end of the event. Um, I'm gonna tip three guys here together: Hatton, Ram, and Fleetwood. They, um, between them had eight wins, one loss, and three halves. That's a lot of points in those three boys. It really is. And I think that was the conversation leading in almost over the last two years is that if Europe was going to win, they were going to have to really lean on their experienced heavy hitters. And they did what they had to do. It was uh, exactly what they wanted to do. And they went out and did it. Yeah. I think Ram was probably the only one that was a bit disappointing. I felt like he, he ended up with those two halves and I felt like he should have won both those games. Uh, he Right down the stretch, he he was um, just faltering late. Like the half with Scotty, yes. I didn't I didn't see yep. it coming. He should have won that match. He um, let him back in. A couple yep. of stink, stinky, stinky shots coming in. And Scotty gave him that last hole. I mean, Scotty, Scotty plays that even yep. okay. He, he loses one down. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yes, that's a bit of an interesting one. Now, the cream, cream of the crop for the US team, Max Homer. Absolutely. For a rookie, had, I mean, he's, a, he's not a rookie, but he was a rookie here for the Ryder Cup. Guy, mm-hmm. he played well. Played really, really well. He was the one guy that the whole week, even on the first day, was holding it all together, and he played every mm-hmm. session because of it. That, that drop that he took on the 18th hole should go down in history. <laughs> the, the fact that he had a, he was 10 feet off the green. And he decided to take an unplayable drop with the confidence to get up and down with a chip going downhill towards the water, all of it on the line. Just yep. unbelievable. Yep. That was – I was shaking my head at that. They should write songs about that show. He's one that's talked a lot about – and I listened to the Subpar podcast with Colt Nost, and Colt has been saying for years – and he said the same about Wyndham Clark, to be honest – is that Max Home is a guy that they've been telling him forever, you are – one of the best players in the world, and it's taken him a long time to realise it. Um, but he's certainly realising it now. Like he's showing it, mm. and things like that are proving that he knows his talent. He knows he can mm. do it, and he has the belief to do it, which is the key. And clearly, the team as well, and it it shows well where that call to take the drop was apparently straight out of his caddy. Yeah, and so Joe, his caddy said, "Yeah." So Joe Griner said, "No, you you are fifty fifty to get this on the green out of this lie. Drop it." Hit a good chip, make the part, and he said, "Yep, done." Yeah, he just got so much faith in it. It's a, an absolute team game there, and just killed it. He did, he did. Um, and the last two are the two, the king and the king and prince. I call them, uh, Rory and Victor. God, they were good. They were so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, between yeah. them, seven wins and two losses, and one half for Victor. Seven, yeah. Wins. Um, uh, seven and a half points out of their, their team just from those two guys. Yep. A damn shame that Rory couldn't get five five and zip. Yeah. No. Would have been that. That would have been the, the real icing on the cake. But uh, it was, yeah, hard hard to go back. And I'm sure if he was offered four and one on the uh, on the first tee on Friday, he would have taken it. I agree. I agree. Actually, I look he probably it. wouldn't. They're a different breed. But <laughs> it's a good result. <clears throat> really good result. Um, and probably Hovland uh, came into the event as the hottest man in golf and just 
just not only proved that he is, found another gear. Like he was, uh-huh. he was just ruthless. Um, there were no signs of any stress with the wedges. Um, he just uh-huh. played exceptional golf. Um, yep. Even though Rory had more points, I would almost have Victor down as the as the best player of the event. Um, uh-huh. Not yep. much between them by Set any the time. imagination. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Uh, the picks we had last week, so I did put out an email every session bar one, um, which did take a bit of effort, but I really appreciated a handful of emails coming through this morning of people that had some wins, which is good. Uh, so day one, we had two out of four winners, but we did take the the gamble that one of those would be a tie, which is always going to be a stretch. So two out of four. Um, in the afternoon, we only had one winner out of the four, but all the other three games were ties. So in all the tips I put out, there was a one way where you could bet um, Europe, USA, head-to-head, and if it's a tie that's no bet, you get your money back, or with a tie, you could take the 650. So from then on, we only were picking um, odds of head-to-head, no tie, so tie money back, which is good. Um, didn't need it in the afternoon, so on the email that we put out, we got four from four winners, which is good and really good for the bank. Uh, didn't do an email on uh, the afternoon on the Saturday just because it was, like I said, grand final in Melbourne, and I was... Um, at a barbecue, so I didn't have time to write it up. I only You only really get about an hour turnaround as well, which makes it a bit tricky. Um, but we did put the singles picks out. Seven of 12 winners we got, and two on uh, two of the ones we missed were ties. So we didn't lose any money on those. So I only missed three out of 12. So that, that was really good, and, and I'm really happy to hear some people want some money there, which is good. Um, we also had um, the tip in there of the final score, which we got correct, 16.5, 11.5. We said that the final day will split 6-6 in points. And it did, which was good. So hopefully some people got that as well. Um, pre-event, we only had we had three bets um, at around 12s on the final result. Um, the best option that we had was 15 and 13 Europe. So we, I was confident Europe was going to win. Um, obviously, 15 and 13 wasn't good enough. They brained them, 16 and a half, 11 and a half. Uh, we didn't have the U.S. top scorer. We thought Cantlay and Sander would go well, and they did not. Um, Homer was just too good. Uh, Euro, we had Ram as a top top uh, point scorer, but Rory got him. Um, and top rookie, we had Aberg. Aberg. Aberg had a good week. Um, but yeah, Homer, again, too good as a rookie. Um, and that was it. Did you have any flutters this week on the golf? No, I didn't this week. I'm not... I, I love the uh, just watching as yep. far as the uh, the odds go, and I love seeing the uh, seeing them come through. But I don't uh, often often put the money down. I've yep. I've once worked in a pharmacy where I sold a hell of a lot of Tats Lotto tickets. Yeah, didn't pay many out, and no. so that uh, and so every now and then I'll put a couple of bucks in. Sort of the I like putting some on the British Open generally, yes. Or yes. the Open Championship, depending on how pedantic you are. And it's uh, so I enjoy that one every now and then. But I'm still burnt when uh, Mark Leishman lost in the uh, playoff. I had some playoff. dollars on him to do that. I reckon anyway. I did too. Um, 2015. Yeah. Look, it is common, right? So this time of year, I would normally not be putting anything into an event like this from a bet- betting point of view, um, except for picking match winners and, and multiing or parlaying them up, which I did, which and I had a really good one, which is great. When it comes mm. to betting on the overall, I'm gonna not. I don't care. Like I'm not taking those odds. There's 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 too much in it. It's just guesswork. Um, mm-hmm. But a normal week, I definitely bet. Um, so this week for the Sanderson Farms, I'll I'll put out the email this week. So if anyone does want the email, as a few people, funnily enough, after you're picking some winners, um, have jumped on this <laughs> week. If you do want it, just flick us an email. Three uh, podcast at gmail.com or send me a note on Instagram or anything else. 
put you on the list. It'll come out Wednesday night, I want to say, Thursday morning at latest Melbourne time. Full breakdown of the, every event every week that we do. Um, if it's not going to be on or I'm not going to do it, I'll send you a note saying not not doing it this week. But um, yeah, normally I'm betting, so it's always going to come out. So um, go from there. Uh, this week's event is the Sanderson Farms Championship. So it's the Country Club of Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, past 72. Um, they've been playing here since, oh, sorry, they've been playing this event since 2005, but under a couple of different sponsors, pretty similar to the one we had up at um, the Fortinet. Um, been played at this course at Jackson, Mississippi since 2014. Fair to say when I reel off the last few winners, you're going to get a real vibe for this course and tournament. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, Sam Burns, Sergio Garcia, Sebastian Munoz, Karen Champ, and Ryan Armour. That is an absolute mixed bag of golfing mm. talents. Um, yeah, don't know. Any any of those guys you'd sit there and think, yeah, oh, yeah, really, really miss. I mean, Sergio and Munoz are playing um, on live. But if you could uh-huh. go out and see any of those guys play golf, would you even know who they were in the street except for Sergio? Cam Champ oh, yeah, would Cam. be the only one, and I would love to see him hit a golf ball just just because it's it's different. A long and way. It so. just oh yeah, it just it looks like he's it's like watching a watching a fish swim. He's just meant to swing a golf club yeah. with zero effort, unbelievable balance, and it keeps going. Oh, wait till you see me, mate. Wait till we catch up for a game. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> No, I'm looking no. forward to it. Um, yes, no, I've, I've heard big things, so the oh. expectations are high. Yeah, it's a low base. I promise you, it's there's not a lot, not a lot happening. The, the game's not there yet. It's, it's early. We'll play after summer. After summer's coming out, I'll be I'll be much better by then. So, um, the weather is going to be pretty common: twenty-five to thirty-two degrees every day. No rain, no real wind. Um, looks like a good week for golf, which is good. Um, again. The big names, the big hitters that are playing are Ludwig Oberg's shooting over from the Ryder Cup, which will be interesting. One, if he takes final acceptances and also if he's not too tired. Uh, Emiliano Grio, Tom, Tom Hoagie, who's been having a couple of games on the European tours back. Oh, uh, oh. Lee Hodges, your mate Lucas Herbert, and Eric Cole are all there. So now, when I get to the name Eric Cole, you know how deep this event goes. It's it's not, not <laughs> real deep. Not real deep at all. Um. The numbers are all there, ready to go. The data is ready to rumble. Uh, we're looking at strokes gained off the tee, tee to green. I want to see some approach shots from 100 to 150 yards. Roughly 35% of their shots into greens will come from that. So I want someone who's really strong there. Um, and about nearly 18 to 20% come from 250 and more. So you need to be a big, good long, long irons, uh, small sort of hybrid player as well. So... Um, the data is all ready to go. I won't send it out yet because I'll wait until we get the odds and then I'll punch the odds into the sheet as well so people can sort of have a look at what things are paying on Betfair, probably Sportsbet in Australia, and you can have a look and go from there with your picks. Um, we're going to play Mike Butt versus The Mug, but I didn't give you an opportunity to have a think about who you want. Have you remotely remembered to do that? I have. Oh, I have. Yes. Look, it's it's been a quick go. That's, that's what it's about. That's I want. Some, I want you just to go with your gut. Pick some yeah. players at a, a thousand to one. <laughs> Help me save well, my money. Well, once again, no idea what the odds are, but no. I, and you you mentioned one of the names already in that. Um, well, I had a, a real look at Ludwig, as I say, but I think he'll probably still be drunk. So I'm yeah. going to uh, take him off the list just because I just don't think that he can possibly. You know, at the same time, he's now proved himself as a big player, and he probably. If he had any doubt before, now they're all gone, and so he might go out and win by fifteen shots. But I'll, 
I'll leave him for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my three, one of them is going to be Eric Cole because I, I tipped him, I think, one of the times before and he did uh, quite well for me. Not not quite there, but in a weaker field, I think he's got a, got a shot at it. You were talking about uh, people who give it a fair old ride and Sam Bennett is in the field. He's the uh, the recent um, pro con. I think he's, he has turned pro, I think, but he hit it an absolute mile. So yep. but, um, him in the picks and Akshay, who uh, was who also, yes, who has come off a, a mid, a similar tier victory not that long ago. So they are my my tips this time around. So I've, I I've gone away from my Anzac uh, ah. focus that I normally have. But, uh, I nearly put bads.com in there. Just Ooh. then I thought the only, the only bit that I've uh, had him in the tip oh, in my uh, thought process lately is because he just passed 500 PGA to a win rather than, uh, sorry, 500 to a yeah, start. Yep. And so I, I don't think he's uh, going to trouble the uh, the top of the table necessarily. So hmm, no, there's my three. I like it. Um, the odds are up, so bet three six five always first up. I will give people a quick rundown on the odds before I give you the sheet. Uh, so Oberg is the favourite at thirteen dollars. That's very sharp. Uh, Stephen Yeager twenty one dollars. Mm-hmm. Eric Cole twenty three. Miliano Grio twenty six. Killer Keith Mitchell twenty nine. Doug Gim the Gim Reaper thirty four dollars. Lucas Herbert thirty four dollars. Alex Smalley thirty four dollars. KH Lee forty one. Lee Hodges forty one. Bo Hostler forty one. S.H. Kim, 41. Mark Homeless Hubbard, 41. Adam Svensson, 46. Nicholas Lindon, 46. And Davis Riley, 51. And Akshay Bardia, 51. So that is the top of the board down to 50s. Um, when I run the data, there's a few key guys here that I like. Um, I'll run through the top 15 just for old time's sake. Um, one is a guy right at the top who was in my picks, but I can't have him because you've just taken him, and that's Eric Cole. So Eric Cole rates on top Doug Gim, Stephen Yeager, Dylan Wu, Akshay Bhatia, Tom Hoagie, Emiliano Grio, Keith Mitchell, Nate Lashley, Charlie Hoffman, Hayden Buckley, Adam Svensson, Brandon Wu, Cody Gribble, and Alex Smalley are the guys that rate highest for me. Once I overlay... This is early in the week, so the tips will might change slightly, but right now, for the sake of it, the guys that I'm taking is a guy who doesn't rate that highly, but I'm taking him anyway. He's SH Kim. SH Kim is sitting at where did I say his odds were? Uh SH Kim is $41. So he's my first pick. My first pick was gonna be Eric Cole, but I can't have him. Um, second pick is gonna be Stefan Jaeger, who is I think his second favorite at $21. And then my last pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss up between Three guys, Svensson, Strillman, and Hubbard, but I'm going to go with Adam Svensson. He's a guy I was really hot on when he first came out to the PJ Tour, came oh. off the Corn Ferry in good form. I feel like he's one of those guys that was playing really well off Corn Ferry, graduated to the big leagues, has his first time around now, knows where everything is. He's had his win. He could really step it up this year because he is a talent. Oh. He's, a, he's a real super talent. So I'm going to say Adam Svensson as my last pick. Um, I don't know what odds he was, but I can tell you, Adam Svensson, did I mention? I did read him at $46. So we will have Eric Cole, Sam Bennett, and Akshay Bhatia for Will, and Mike is taking SH Kim, Stefan Yeager, and Adam Svensson. For those at home, um, I had in the Ryder Cup, I went head-to-head with uh, Stu Kerr, Stu had Rambo, and I had Tommy Fleetwood, and they split. 
So we don't have to reach into either of our pockets, which is a good thing. However, uh, DB got me because he had Cantlay in the US team, uh, from DB from the Tool Junkies, and I had um, Xander, who was putrid. Uh, so I have to send $50 to, um, I, I tried to do it this morning, but it still doesn't work, to his wife's um, African well drilling um, 30 bold, I think they call it. Um, but I will find a way to get some cash over to him and get that organized. So, yes, um, this week, are you comfortable with me going back to um, Lifeline or do you have a charity yeah. that you'd like? No, Lifeline's very, very worthy. Very worthy. Yep. Excellent. I will do that. Um, upcoming events. So, we've got Shriners next week. Then we've got Zozo in Japan, something in Mexico, a couple in Bermuda. God, it's a it's really a silly season at the moment. Hopefully the the golf is um good. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we can get some winners for you. If you are keen, as I said, for the email, three podcast at gmail.com. Three putt pod on Twitter. I'm gonna call it Twitter. You can call it X, you can call it whatever you like. Um I try to put as much up on there as possible, but I'm a bit lazy. And three putt podcast on Instagram probably gets much of a muchness. Will, thank you again for coming on. Anything that we need to know about you? How's the shop going? Yeah, no, shop's going well. We've got a couple of uh, extra things. As you've mentioned, the buckets are in and firing, so that's been Is there more fun buckets in left? The, uh, Is there still some there? There's a couple. There's a couple of the sizes that have sold out, so if anybody yeah. wants a bucket before uh, summer, jump in. We're, uh, we're starting to hit the, the reorders again, and there's a couple of new things that we're hoping to get in before Christmas, so keep an eye on the store. We've just got some uh, some very fancy pictures that have just gone up of uh, everything that's on the on the site. So um, I'm afraid the uh, the budget didn't extend to anybody else to wear it. So I'm afraid <laughs> you'll see my uh, face looking at the ground as I try to show off the best logo in golf. Nice. But, um, but yes, so that'll be uh, something to, for everybody else to look out for. Mate, I'll be looking out for it because, yeah, I can't wait. I wore the bucket at the barbecue on Saturday and I'll be wearing it again probably on Saturday down at the Yarra Bend. Um, so I'm sure someone will ask me about it or where they get it and I'll, I'll let them know. Please do. Mate, thanks again. In, really enjoyable and really appreciate you, you jumping on. Anytime. Look forward to it next time. Thanks, mate.